Turn in your Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And if you'd stand with me one more time, I won't ask you to uh, stand again. Now, y'all know there's a word that I do not use a lot, and that is excited. But I could not wait to get here this morning to share this word with you. We're veering from our series, which I believe the Lord has used for our lives, the deeper series. And that's available not only on CD and DVD, but online as well at ChristChapelMaking.com. But I believe I have a word uh, in season for you. One word from the Lord will shatter a thousand lies. One word will bring light into darkness. One word can give you fuel for 40 days and 40 nights. When you hear from heaven, not just logos, the written word, but rhema, the, the quickened, applicable, timely, divine word for you. And that's what I'm believing for you this morning. 2 Corinthians 1, beginning with verse 8 through 11, New Living Translation. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed. We were overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. The Weymouth translation says, we were exceedingly weighed down, and I felt so overwhelmed that we even renounced the hope of life. God's Word translation said, our trouble was beyond our ability to endure. We even wondered if we could go on living. Verse 9, in fact, we expected to die. So here's the Apostle Paul, wrote most of the New Testament, saw the resurrected Lord as a man, and people would say, well, Paul, you, you need to be more positive. He said, I'm positive we expected to die. Paul didn't have faith. Paul had faith. He was letting us in. He said, I don't want you not to know that there are times, there are seasons when you can be so burdened down and weighed down that you expect not to make it through. But as a result, as a result of what? This crisis, this weight, this pressure, this burden, this uh, unavoidable, uncrossable river, this uh, obstacle that's be beyond my capacity to move. It's because of this. As a result of this, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And He did. Say did with me. Did rescue us from mortal danger. And He will rescue us again. We've placed our confidence in Him and He will continue to rescue us. And you're helping by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. As a believer, you must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. Through the kingdom of heaven. Every believer faces difficulty. We're going against the current of this world. We face opposition. We're strangers. We're pilgrims. There are um, deep valleys that we have to go through. There are mundane plateaus that you have to navigate. There are brief periods on the mountain that tease you with a life of ease and glory, but we only have to come back down the mountain to live in this world and of this world. And it is, it is through much tribulation and much struggle that we finish our race. But there are times in our life that are different than just trouble. They are so difficult that they defy description. There are trials so hot 
that your faith turns to doubt, your strength turns to weakness, and your expectation turns to evil. So painful, so perplexing, so intense that you can even despair of life. The light of our faith can fade away. Our perspective can be lost. And darkness can totally envelop you. There are trials that are so dark that you cannot see what you know is there. And regardless of the passage of time, your eyes do not acclimate to the sunless landscape. So disappointed, so confused, so beaten down and beaten back that your faith isn't adequate to support the weight of it all. There are trials that last so long you can hardly remember anything else before them and you can't picture anything after them. And under the relenting pressure, the believer may stop looking not only to God, but may stop looking for God, which leads them to the greatest form of despair. There are trials... There are tests, there are seasons that hurt so much that you will do anything. And I mean anything to numb the pain. And if this is where you find yourself today, I have a word from God's word this morning for you. And you don't have to be able to see it to recognize it. You don't have to be expecting it to hear it. Nor do you have to be strong to receive it. For it will find you where you are. And that word is this. You will make it through this. You will make it through this. You. I'm not talking to someone else. I'm talking to you. God's son, God's daughter, God's elect, God's possession, His beloved, bone of His bone and flesh of His flesh. You will, not might, Not maybe, not hope to, not possibly, not if certain qualifications are met. Will. You will. And you will make it. Survive it. Be delivered from it. Outlive it and outlast it. You're going to come out the other side. You're going to come over it. Overcome it. You will make it through. Not around. Not bypass. Not escape. No magic. You're going to go through the thing that you can't go through. You're going to come over the thing you can't get over. Because God has a word for you. You will make it through this. This thing that mocks you, that taunts you, that says, where is your God? This thing that is hopeless. It's, it's past your ability to push back. Have you ever rebuked the devil and he didn't buke? Past your capacity past what you've experienced heretofore, this. When Lazarus was dead, Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? And they said, well, we believe, Lord, that uh, in the last day you're going to resurrect. We believe this. First of all, they said, if you'd come, it wouldn't have happened. So watch. We believe for yesterday. Because that don't cost you nothing. Do you believe I'm able to do this? Oh, I believe that you're coming again and you're going to raise us all from the dead. We can believe for tomorrow. But when you're staring this right in the face today, this morning, and Goliath mocks you and said, Am I a dog that you bring me a little boy with sticks out here? The three Hebrew boys standing in front of the king of the Babylonian empire, King Nebuchadnezzar, and they had built a fire. Some historians tell us it was 150 foot tall. I don't know how you get on the committee to measure how tall the fire is. But, but I, no thank you, y'all just, it looks about, 
yea, high to me. And if they did not bow down and worship this image, they would burn. And they didn't. They were brought before the king. He said, is it true? Is it true that you are going to keep your stand? You're going to keep your faith? And you know that I am the king of this great nation and I'll sentence you to die. And watch. And this is what's going to kill you. Three little teenage boys. Hands shackled to their feet. Probably naked. Up to this point, they, they clothed them to bring them out, of course. Been beaten, mocked. And he said, I'll give you one more chance to change your mind. Who's that sound like? The devil. If you don't bow, you're going to burn. No, king, you got it backwards. If we bow, we'll burn. And then one of those teenage boys turned to the emperor and said, I am not careful to answer you in this manner, which means this is easy for me to say. That's brazen, isn't it? Here you are, chained up, no hope, no strength, no help. He said, I'm not careful to answer you in this manner. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver, to deliver us from this, this burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, I want to go on record and tell you, I'm still not going to bow down and serve your God. That is right now faith. Now faith is, not yesterday, not tomorrow, now. God is going to bring you through this. And when you make it through, you're not just coming out, but you're coming out with great spiritual treasures, and you will be different than you were when you went in. All right, long introduction. I'll have a shorter sermon. We'll even it out, okay? Let me pray for myself, and you pray for me, please. Father, I just pray this morning that you would allow me to have the capacity to preach your word with clarity and anointing. I in myself am nothing, and I do not have the ability to help, to encourage, inspire. But, oh, Lord, your anointing is quick, and it, 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 it is what brings life to the word. And so, great teacher, I pray that if you can use me at all in any capacity this morning, you would do so. Let me have my mouth as the pen of a ready writer. Let my words be clear and concise, O oh Lord, and let them go to us accurately and uh, profoundly and strongly today, Lord. Is not your word like as a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Break this obstacle. Let us see it for what it really is. And let us see you clearer than we've ever seen you before, God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're waiting for me to preach, I already did. You're going to make it through this because, if you're taking notes, because. Don't you hate when people answer that way? Why? Because? Well, give me something after the because, okay? So I will. You're going to make it because you're chosen. You didn't choose God. He chose you. Testimony service, somebody stand up. 30 years ago today, I found the Lord. He wasn't lost. You didn't find the Lord. You did not choose him. He chose you and foreordained you. To be transformed into the image of his son. You're God's elect. You're going to make it because of all that you've made it through up to this point. Have you forgotten the pit from which you were dug from? Have you forgotten the evil report the doctor gave you? I love telling this story. I've told it so long, but you know, especially on my birthday, I'm being 55 today. When I was born, the doctor said I had a 0% chance of living. My parents knew the Lord, 
And they say, what if he lives? He can't live. But what if he lives? He won't live. But what if he lives? He said he'll never have the mentality of a three-year-old because his brain is not right. It's not functioning. And I've got news for you. I'm not brilliant, but I got it all over a three-year-old. I got it all over. Oh, you get discouraged. Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Why are you downcast? Because you've forgotten where you've come from. You've forgotten what he's brought you through. You've forgotten the miracles, the healings, the restoration, the kindness of God, the goodness of God, the surprises of God, the burst of God's glory. You forgot when he opened doors that no man could open and closed doors that no man could close. You forgot how he defended you, how he stood for you. You forgot in the night when you walked the floor and said, are you listening? And God showed up in resplendent glory and said, not only am I listening, I'm running this show. I'm yours and you are mine. You're going to make it. Look behind you. God didn't bring you this far to throw you away. You're going to make it because you're weighted. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. You in Christ, Christ in you, inseparable. The tea bag goes in the hot water and it makes tea. And once you've made tea, you can't take the tea out of the water or the water out of the tea. It's just tea. What happens to you happens to God and what happens to God happens to you. I'll prove it to you. Jesus appeared to Saul on the Damascus Road and he said, Why are you persecuting me? I ain't persecuting you. Yes, you are. You persecute my people. You're persecuting me. We go together. We are intertwined, weighted. And I've shared this illustration with you. You know, after 23 years, you've shared all of them, most all of them. But y'all remember that, those of you that are white-headed like me, that little bolo thing that was blowed up and it was shaped like this and that clown was mocking you and you'd hit it and it'd go, mm. you remember that? And then you'd hit it two or three times and you'd go, this time... I'm going to hit you so hard. You're thinking about knocking it out in the front yard, you know. And the harder you hit it, it'll do all this sideways. And then go, come back up. How? It's weighted in the bottom. And you have the deposit of God's earnest of his spirit in you. And no matter what life does, no matter what the devil does, no matter what that unfaithful spouse does, no matter who walks out or who lies or who betrays you, you just keep coming back not because you have character, integrity, or will. You're weighted. You're weighted. How do you know God's with you? I just keep coming back up. There's no applause. There's no, I'm not anything. I, I, it beats all I've ever seen. I get hit so hard, the wind gets knocked out, and you go, that's it. And then... <laughs> You're coming out of this because you're predestined. Romans 8 says, For whom God did foreknow, he predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And whom he predestined, he called. And whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, them he glorified. So let's get this right. He foreknew you. So before your mama met your daddy, he knew you. Think on that. So how can you knew, know me if I didn't exist? No, you didn't exist in time, but you existed in eternity. I knew you. And I called you. And I justified you. And I glorified you. 
I remember the first time I saw this, past tense. He didn't say, I'm glorifying you. How many of you got your glorified body yet? I told the Lord the other day, when I get mine, I said, you ain't got to save no parts from this one. Throw, throw the whole, th scrap it all. Olivia told me she could no longer, I would no longer be her husband the other day. Because Izzy and Olive tell me that I, they're going to marry daddy. They're going to marry daddy. And I, she said, uh, you're not going to be my husband. I said, why? She said, you're too white. <laughs> my first thing is I'm thinking race. And I said, no, baby, we got white people in our church, but I got some soul in me. I'm, I've got, I got all kinds of, I, that's not, she's talking about my hair. She's already sized it up, say, you too old. <laughs> you. So I haven't got my glorified body yet, and surprise, you ain't got yours yet. That cream can only cover so much, baby. Uh, anyway, so when he says, I foreknew you, I called you, I justified you, which means I cleared your slate, I brought you into my family, and I glorified you. It's already done. It hadn't played out in time. It's already done. You're already home, John. Brother Wood, that's not in the Bible. I can prove it to you. He said that Christ, in the foreknowledge of God, they decided before there ever was a world that they would create, and he knew that man would fall, and there was a lamb that was slain when? Before the foundation of the earth was laid. It was already planned. So it was done. It just hadn't been experienced in time. The virgin was going to give birth. And when the fullness of time had come, on that day, in that moment, it happened just like it was written. It was done. It just hadn't happened yet. And you're going to make it through this because you're already home. It just hadn't happened yet. Isn't that freeing? So I don't have to, mm-mm, you were chosen you were predestined. Well, John, we are creatures of free will. I understand that. But the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wants to do. He has his way. And I didn't choose him. He chose me. And if he says justified, justified. If he says glorified, glorified. So what do we got to do? You got to make it through this. You got to walk. Kylie asked me one day. She said, Dad, in, this was a ministry question. We were talking about the things of the Lord. And she said, what are you most proud of in ministry? And I didn't even think it was reflexive. I said that I didn't quit. And there's a time in every life, every believer's life, when quit looks good. When mountains are unclimbable and rivers are uncrossable. And you're just so tired and you're so perplexed and worn out that you just want to quit, but baby, you got to make it through this because you're chosen. And it's already happened. Don't be late for your own party. Don't be drug into heaven. Walk. Keep walking. You're going to make it because you still believe. Whatever, our Bible says, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is the one that overcometh everything in the world? The one that believeth in the Son of God. The one that has a firm, reliant, exclusive trust in the Lord Jesus finishes. 
finishes. You're going to make it through this even if. If you're taking notes, number two, even if. Even if you're the reason for the trouble. If you could kick the person in the rear end who is most responsible for most of the problems in your life, none of us would be able to sit down for three weeks. No, it's not the devil. The devil does exist, and he does roar and look for those to devour. No, our parents weren't perfect. No, our teachers weren't worth the, all that they were supposed to be. No, baby, no. Most of the trouble in our life we're the cause of, and there's grace for that. Even if you're the cause. See, the devil says, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. You're horrible. No, you're not understating it. I'm worse than you said. That's why I needed a Savior. And by confessing my sins and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, the issue is not where did my trouble originate, is who is the finisher of my faith? Christ the Lord. Even if you cannot see a way out, you don't have to see a way out for there to be a way out. God sees not just in the dark. I love that verse that says light and darkness are the same to him. It would have been enough if it said he saw in the dark. He said it's the same to me. Sometimes you have to close your eyes to see. Sometimes you have to close your eyes and be okay with the fact that you can't see anything. You don't know what God's doing. You don't know what the intangibles are. You just know that He has promised you, you're going to make it. And that trust, I, it's wearisome trying to figure it out. Aren't you tired of trying to figure it all out? Are we there yet? If you say that again, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. We're going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. You won't if you keep saying... Are we there yet? That wasn't in my notes. It just came to me. I don't know what. It Even if this, this has come upon you because of the unkindness and evil of others, you're going to make it even if you stand alone. Even if someone or something is blocking the way. Even if there are no sufficient variables present to make it possible. God loves to start with nothing. God loves to start with nothing and create everything. God said, when you look out in the stars at night, when you lift up your eyes and you see, that everything you see was made out of things which do not appear. What does that mean? I didn't have no variables. I just spoke lights. And the heaven was filled. Scientists tell us that if every human being on the earth had 150,000 stars each, it would not make up the stars in our galaxy alone, and there are billions of galaxies. So why does he give us this information? That he has a name for all of them. He created them with just words. He said, stop looking at missing pieces. I don't need pieces. I don't need pieces. When I designed man, scooped him up out of the mud, made this, I call him a mud man. No life. No seed. Do you see? There's nothing there. It's mud. He had to make the mud first. He had to make the earth, make the mud, make the man. He's lifeless. He breathed in him the spirit of life and created within him seed that when that seed would reach the egg of the woman would produce life. Where did those variables come from? He made them. 
But John, you don't know what's missing. I don't have the parent. I don't have the structure. I don't have the covering. I don't have the help. I don't have the spouse. I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. God don't need your variables. But the window's closing. God make another window. The person that has the Lord steps into an arena of faith that does not have the answers. It has the answer. The steps of my life are ordered of the Lord. What's he doing? Couldn't tell you. But I'm going to make it through this. You're going to make it even if you don't have the strength to make it. My Lord has opened prison doors for me. He's opened, he's rolled stones away from my grave. And he has carried me. Some of the tenderest moments I've ever had with the Lord is when no words were said, no revelation, no illumination, no angelic visitation. There's no, just, I could just feel him pick me up. Sometimes it's like a fireman's carry. And other times like a daddy would hold his baby in her arms, in his arms and just, just carry him. Strength is overrated. Faith is underrated. What if I fall? Then the Lord will lift me up. What if I don't have? It just creates a darker backdrop for the Lord's glory to shine when he does it for you. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, learn of me, and you'll find rest for your souls. What does that mean? Learn who I am, and you'll sleep good. Learn how I do. Learn my history. I'm no respecter of persons. Learn of my power. Learn. Just, just take it by faith, and you will find deep rest for your souls. You're going to make it through this even if. You can fill in your even ifs. You're still going to make it through. You're going to make it through because God will not fail you. Number three, God will not fail you. God is in absolute control. See, that's the thing. We don't, we don't believe. We believe, but we don't believe. Control means I've got it. I've got it. And God's is not just I got it. It's so intricate. I, I planned all this before there was a world. Stop, quit, stop, stop, stop. His ways aren't like our ways. And we don't believe he knows. And the proof of it is you spend your first 10 minutes in prayer updating him on what's going on. Now, Lord, sit down a minute. You ain't going to believe this here. Let me tell you about this. Now, what are we going to do? God's in control. He won't fail you because he's in control. He won't fail you because he's with you. He won't fail you because he's for you. He won't fail you because he's faithful. He won't fail you because he's powerful. He won't fail you because he knows. He knows the things that are going on and the things you haven't seen yet. He is omniscient. He knows all because God has a schedule. Oh, I entered into a freedom when I understand that God doesn't just wing it. That verse I quoted a minute ago, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem us who are under the law, that we might be called children of God. So he's in heaven. Mary's having contractions. The virgin who conceived. Three, two, one, push. Right on time. When the fullness of time was come, on the perfect day, in the perfect moment, 
Do you understand that even though you can't spot the schedule, if you're surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're on schedule. There's a day planned for deliverance. There's a day planned where the, the night gives way to the sunshine. There's a day planned where restoration comes in. We watched the video yesterday or the day before Kelly and I did of when we presented our little girls to you. And my wife had prayed for years and years and years for us to have those babies. And her husband's sterile. There's no variables. There's nothing that can help. And the only word I got from the Lord is don't do anything. Don't call anybody. We didn't call an adoption service. He wanted to get us down to the zero factor. Where it's impossible. If you're not trying to have a baby... If, or if you can't have a baby and you're not trying to get a baby, you just sit home, you don't have children. And he gave us that word, you won't find your children, but they'll find you. And we're watching us present Olivia and Isabel to the church. And my little girl's grabbing me and pulling me close and she keeps moving my face so she can see if I'm happy crying. She wants to see, like, do you see, Daddy? Do you see? And as they get older, I want to tell them, it was impossible for sure. Our phone just rang. It was impossible. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. But the Lord, the Lord waits. He builds up strength just to show himself strong on your behalf. And you're on schedule. Well, it doesn't feel like it. You're on schedule nonetheless. I didn't say he was on your schedule. I said you're on his schedule. And he bases his on perfect knowledge. Jim Gay was teasing me this morning. He said, 55 and two five-year-olds and a three-year-old. And he got so tickled, I thought he was going to pee on himself upstairs. <laughs> He's like, I'm counting the day. My last one's gone. And all, all, how many grandparents you got here? Have you ever said this? I would do anything for my grandbabies. I'm so excited to see them come. And I'm just as happy. Boom. <laughs> And here I am, 55, I'm doing math. I'll be dead by the time I'll get It seems like God missed my window. I have never in my life enjoyed anything more than my family. He was... On time. And when you see that by faith, you stop pushing and you stop manipulating and maneuvering and you just wait. And they that wait upon the Lord, there comes a day where they renew their strength. They mount up. They were ground ridden, ground held one moment and they mount up with wings and the wind just takes them to heights that they've never been to before. God will not fail you. Because he's all powerful. He knows all things. He has a schedule. He cannot be overcome and he cannot lie. God cannot fail you. God has a plan. God is working the plan. And God will finish the plan. And finally, you will make it through this. And you won't believe what you're going to see on the other side. One of the reasons the Lord 
wants us to do life together. He commands in Scripture, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Be, be close with one another. Share your lives. Because I am, and then you become, to me, my evidence, my unmistakable you become the thing that strips me of my out that I can't make it because you made it. You're not the first one to ever have a spouse cheat. You're not the first one, and I'm not making light of it. You're not the first one to bury a child as horrible and unthinkable as that is. You're not the first one to be happily married and the husband or wife die young. We're not the first one. And if someone else has made it, Someone else has been dealt the same cards you have and they built a life out of it. It robs us of our excuse that we can make it. You made it. The reason he lists the Old Testament, what they came through, what they experienced, what they lost, how they were restored, is because he shows, he said, I made it. You made it. You made, they made it. You're going to make it. He's no respecter of persons. And if nothing else... If this was the last time I got to talk to you, you watched my life. You saw the commercial that when everything is burnt up, God can build a life right on top of the ashes. You see it. You see God does these things. And our faith comes not just from the word, but I see what he did for you. And if he did it for you and I'm his favorite, where's that leave me? Wait till you see what's on the other side. You're going to change. Ben, if you and our worship team would come, and y'all don't follow them all. They watch every step going up there. So I'm going to watch you to see if you stay with me, okay? Listen to this. Your source will change. Your source. It said, as a result of this trial, how many have a this right now? I want to see your hand. A this. As a result of this, we stopped relying on ourselves. And we learn to rely on God. It changed me. I no longer look to me. I don't look to others. I don't look to God and someone else. You're it for me. You're my source. You're my strength. You're my hope. You're my help. I am not relying on men or this world. I'm not looking to anybody. When that change happens, you are ushered in to a level of freedom that cannot be purchased it happens in these seasons where you said all hope was gone. When you make it through, you understand that you are preserved. You are kept by the power of God through faith. Your source changes. Your expectation changes. They said, we expected to die. And when you come through the big things, you expect to come through everything else. You've heard me say this before. When you come through the Red Sea... Swollen Jordan rivers don't scare you no more. The devil comes and says, I'm going to do this. Really? Is that all you got? You forgot what I came through in 16? You forgot what I came through last year? Your perception will change. Said the one who raises the dead. Renounced all hope of life we expected to die. And then it said... The Lord who raises the dead. Why would he put that in that, that passage? Because he wants to give you worst case scenario. When something is over. God can restart it. And for that believer, you're just... You realize 
and I'm not trying to sound redundant, you realize that no matter what it is, I'm going to make it through. You may make it through with scars. You may make it through with loss. Nothing eternal is lost. You may make it through with a limp, but you understand you will make it. Your profession will change. They used past, present, and future participle. They said, he rescued me, he is rescuing me, and he shall rescue me. And then your testimony will change. On the inside of my ring, and Kelly's ring, we have inscribed Psalms 126. And we took one part of that whole chapter means so much to me. It says, the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. It said he changed everything around. We were like those that dream. Had to pinch ourselves. Is this real? Is this real? Because I didn't think I was coming through this one. And then you get out on the other side. And then it said, and people look on their life and say, the Lord has done wonderful things for you. You understand the thing you're going through? is going to change not only who you are, what you think and what you feel, it's going to change your story. Your resurrection is going to give the dying man hope. Your preservation is going to give the weak person hope. You will make it through this like all that have passed before you. You don't have to see how and you don't have to know how for God to make it happen. The sun will shine again. You will laugh again. You will have the capacity for pleasure again. You will experience joy again. Not through your effort, but because God has promised that you will make it through this. When God delivers, He delivers divinely. He delivers supernaturally, undeniably and unmistakably. When God delivers, He does it personally, absolutely, perfectly and gloriously. And best of all, God not, not only delivers out of, but He delivers into. I like that. It's not just get me out. He didn't just raise Lazarus. He said, now untie him. He's got a life to live. It's not just come out, untie him. He has a life yet to live. And I feel in my spirit, I don't know who it's for. I didn't know who would be here today. But your life is not over. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, I give you God's word. You will make it through this. Thank you. Now, before we go into song, no one's going to embarrass you. No one's going to ask you to come stand down here. If this was your word today, just stand. That's it. Just, if it's your word. You will make it through this. I promise you. I promise you. Y'all stand with us. Let's sing yeah, to the Lord. if the sun says I won't rise And dark clouds fill my skies Lord, just know that I Will always give you praise And when trouble's on the way And I will always say No matter come what may 
I'll always give you praise. Take it up. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. Hey, Lord, I glorify your name. about today and you're not embarrassed you want the world to I just want you to come down front just come on I know that I could call you by name nothing special you're just gonna be my singers in the altar Lord it's unto you that we give all glory all praise all honor let's sing it man Lord I praise you say
always some, you know, depending on where you from. They're in heaven, they say, ooh, that's, you know, you come to church, all that going on. You're going to be nervous in heaven. <laughs> Ain't it all right to be all right? I got a good friend of mine here this morning, Chris, almost died in a car wreck. How many days ago? Three weeks and six days. Broke both elbows, both wrists and elbow. The, the femur went through the hip socket. The guy said it was flapping in the wind. Broken back. Told him he was going to die. And I, I'm not boasting. I just want to tell you. I just want to tell you. He just read what I was preaching about. And I'm telling you post one surgery, back surgery. He's hurting this morning. He told his friends, he goes, get me there. Get me there. John's preaching on, just get me there. You're going to make it through. You're going to make it through. We got to just one quick time, just one more. Y'all really, I want to hear everything you got. Everything you got. Yeah.